She's a financial educator and founder of Two Sides of a Dime. You can head to twosidesofadime.com and check out some of her work. She says that she equips women with the tools they need to balance spending and their finances. She's got quite a following on social media and is going to talk to us about something maybe a little bit controversial. The answer to the question, should you save for a house or retirement? Edwick Brooks is joining us. Edwick, thanks so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Chelsea, for having me. This is exciting. I think there's been so many conversations that we've had about housing and the housing crisis and how to enter it or how not to enter it. And you're kind of turning Mm -hmm. that a little bit on its head and talking more now about the idea of maybe saving for something else. So the idea of comparing the two, saving for a house or retirement, how did you come to this? Okay, so everyone has to make two major financial decisions and those two are saving for a house or saving for retirement and these two decisions come with high initial costs and with the cost of living increasing daily most people can no longer afford to do both so back in the day when most companies offered a decent pension it was a lot easier for you to just put your money towards a home because you knew that at retirement you're already covered and people stayed at companies for 20 plus years Uh but today you'll be hard pressed to find a company that offers a pension and even if they did most millennials they don't want to slave away at a job just to get a pension and so now we have to basically take care of our own retirement and also factor home ownership into all of that and now that we look at the current housing landscape and with the cost of buying a home increasing and i live in the toronto area so we're talking about at least six figures just for a down payment so that's going to take you years to save and while you're doing that you're putting your retirement on the back burner so now the question you have to ask yourself is do i put this money that i'm saving right now this six figures that i need do i put that towards a down payment or should i use that money towards my retirement Mm -hmm. and i'm sure so many people have that question because um people get into the habit of putting their retirement at the back burner because it's like this adversary thing that it's like 30 years away so you feel like it doesn't have that impact on you right now so the most pressing thing for you is to just go buy a house but one thing you have to really do is to look at the numbers and where are they favoring we have to go we have to kind of move away from what we're used to and look at what is happening currently and how does that affect my finances and okay everything that i'm hearing you saying is that you know things look different now than they used to and it kind of it reminds me of this argument that we've had time and time again where people referred to the high mortgage the high interest rates that they used to take on in the 1980s and Mm -hmm. comparing it to the situation that we're living in now but why why is it different it's so much more different because like i said back in the day most people had a pension So they were not really bothered about investing for their retirement or putting money aside for retirement. And then look at the prices of the houses back then. You could afford, based on your income, you could afford to get a decent house because the the prices were not that far off from the income that you were making Mm -hmm. compared to now where the average person is still making around $50,000 to $70,000, but the home prices are like one point something million. That's just crazy the differences so for you like the affordability is very different right now so back then even though 
the mortgage rates were 20% or whatever, the home prices were a lot lower. So you could afford to borrow at that much high rate mm. because your income supported that. But now trying to borrow over a million dollars and you're only you're not even making up to a hundred thousand dollars, you cannot afford that. We cannot afford to do that anymore because the income doesn't even match what the prices are looking at, uh, what the prices are right now. Edwick, I think so many people will think about their home as sort of their retirement plan, that you'll purchase mm-hmm. it and the equity will build and then, you know, you'll sell it and you'll sort of have a, a, like a lump sum to to kind of help carry you through your retirement years. But the problem with that is that you'll still need to live somewhere, right? Is there more to yeah. it than that? That's the thing. That's one of the arguments that I hear a lot about the people that are just so in love with home ownership mm-hmm. is that, hey, I'm building equity, but okay, so... Here's the thing. Everyone wants their houses to double in value. Everyone loves when their home um, value increases. But the thing is, if you sell at the top of the market, like you said, you have to live somewhere, you're going to have to buy at the top of the market. So you might have a house that is worth a million dollars. You sell that. And now you're moving into something much smaller that will be around $800,000. You're still not getting this the enough equity or enough profit from the sale of that home to fund your retirement. Okay, so that's so, where the problem is. So when we're talking about saving for retirement, how how do you do that? What's the plan moving forward? I want to get to some of those questions with you in just a moment, but we do have to take a very short break. So just bear with us. We'll come back really quickly and get back into this, I think, very important conversation about saving for retirement. Should you save for a house? Should you save for retirement? And what's the plan, the best plan towards retirement? Our guest is a financial educator and founder of Two Sides of a Dime, Edwick Brooks. We'll be right back with her in three minutes. If you have questions about how to save for retirement or if it's better to save for a house or retirement, our guest is a financial educator and founder of the website Two Sides of a Dime and suggests that you should save for retirement over saving for a house. Edwick Brooks is back with us again. Edwick, thank you so much for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So when we're talking about kind of comparing the two and looking at the market mm-hmm. as it stands right now and saying, okay, I'm going to make a, a smarter decision here and I'm going to save for retirement over saving for a house. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Does that mean saving slower? Does that mean saving via investments? Can you kind of clarify what that could look like as a path forward for people? Definitely investing in the in the stock market. And you have to look at as someone that is about to make a decision, you always have to look at something called the opportunity cost. So if I were to put this $100,000 into a home, what would that look like for me at the end of maybe 35 years, as opposed to if I put that $100,000 into the stock market, um, which will be in your retirement plans, like your RSP or your TFSA, what would that look like for me after 35 years? Now, if we put $100,000 into the stock market, the average stock market returns 10%, and you have to adjust for inflation, so let's say 8% rate of return. After 30 years, you will have around $1.4 million that you can retire off of. So that is money that is accessible to you as opposed to in your home where now you have to figure out how do I access the equity in my house? Do I have to take a loan against my equity or do I have to sell? And if I sell, I'll still need a place to live. I'll still need to buy another house and all of these different factors that you have to consider. 
So definitely you want to consider investing as opposed to just saving or just putting all of that money into a house. And I'm not saying you shouldn't buy a house. I'm just saying, which one do you do first? Mm. Because when it comes to investing, one of the most important things to consider is the time that you have inside of the market. So um, one of the things that really favors investing is called the investment horizon. So the longer you are in the market, the more money you're going to have at the end and the less contributions you have to make at that initial stage. So that's why I really try to advocate for people, especially people that are in their 20s and you just got that first big job and now everyone is trying to pressure you to, oh, you have to go buy a house, you have to go buy a house. The thing is, as soon as you buy that house, there are all these costs that come and start eating away at your cash flow. Mm-hmm. So most people don't even sit down and come and figure out what the total or the true cost of home ownership is. We just go with this idea that, hey, I'm paying this amount in rent, and rather than pay my landlord's mortgage, I'd rather just put that money towards my own mortgage, which sounds financially correct, but at the end of the day, when you look at these additional cost, at least with your rent, that is a fixed cost. You know how much your rent is going to be every month, and that's how much you're going to pay. Now, with a house, it's not always going to be fixed. There's always going to be these extra little things that creep in, and the more it creeps in, the more it affects that extra cash flow that you have, that extra money that you should be putting towards your retirement. Now, because um, your furnace broke the other day, that's like 8K in the hole. Now you have to ask yourself, oh, do I, can I finance that or do I take equity from my home? And you, it's like you're always going backwards and never forward. So that's why I really advocate for people to consider the retirement route because that way now it's done and it's out of the way. Now you can focus on your home. With all these extra costs that creep in, um, experts say that your housing costs should not exceed 30%. In this day and age, for most people, it's way more than 30%. We're talking about 60% or even more. If your housing cost is taking more than half of your paycheck, you have nothing left. You have nothing left to invest for retirement because you have to take care of the kids. You have to take care of your other um, household needs. So there's really not much wiggle room left for you to continue to invest for retirement. And that's why a lot of people put it off until they're in their 40s and they're like, oh, crap, now I have to start right. investing. Right. Then it's like, you know, it's interesting. I think what your work does is it, it sort of reframes our priorities. And I think, you know, what mm-hmm. you're talking about makes a lot of sense. That idea of this path that you kind of, quote unquote, should take is just sort of the way, the natural order of things is, you know, you, you get to a certain age and a certain place in your career and then you purchase a house. And yet I think so many mm-hmm. people forget about this idea of retirement are you finding that mm-hmm. more and more people as you know we kind of talked about the housing market and the way that it looks right now are more people sort of reframing this idea of maybe prioritizing retirement first is this kind of a, a new idea or is it taking speed i think the reason why a lot of people are starting to pause a little bit is because of how unaffordable housing has become like people are trying to get into the market and just like this is just going to be really really hard for me to get in so what do I do what else can I do while I'm trying to wait to see what happens so that's why I think it's starting to open that door for the conversation of okay so so what else can I be putting my money towards let my money grow instead of just sitting idle while I wait for that affordability so that's where the idea of investing in the stock market comes in because at the end of the day 
most people consider their home to be some type of investment. I actually argue differently. I say your primary home is not an investment, but that's another topic for another day. But really, your money should be working for you somehow. Uh, you, We go to work, we work every day, and we put that money aside. That money that you're saving, you're working for that extra $100, $500 that you have to put aside into a savings account. But when you put your money into an investment, into something, you're investing in a company that earns profit. And when they make that profit, they pass up some of the, those profits to you as an investor. So as your money is growing, that money now is working for you. Because we've worked hard for that money, but how can we get that money to start to work for us? So definitely considering an alternative instead of just saying, oh, it has to be home ownership or nothing else. You could really start investing in the stock market and that money starts to go for you. Edwick, I think there's so much more that we could get into and we'll definitely have you back another day for a few different conversations that I think can go in many different directions. But quickly, before we let you go, how much Mm -hmm. do people need for retirement? How do you calculate that? Okay, there's something called the financial independence number, and this is just a very basic, um, easy version. So what you do is you take what you think will be your annual expenses at retirement, and then you multiply that by 25. That 25 is gotten from 4%, which is something called the safe withdrawal rate. They did a study which said that um, most people will need to draw down 4% from their retirement and be good for another 30 years without running out of money. So let's say, for example, you decide that your expenses at retirement is going to be $40,000 every year. You multiply that by 25, and that will be a million. So you would need to have a million in your retirement um, savings in order for you to retire comfortably. Edwig, thank you so much for the great information. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take care. That's Edwick Brooks, financial educator and founder of Two Sides of a Dime. You can check out her work at twosidesofadime.com.